Recorded live on DementiaRadio.org, it's the Funny Music Podcast. Brought to you by TheFunk.com, where you can download new free comedy songs twice a week. Now, here's your hosts, Devo Spice and the great Luke Ski. Hey, Devo Spice. Hey, Luke Ski. We have Joe, don't we? No, we do not. Joe will be pre-recorded later in the show. That's oh, not darn Joe. it. <laughs> I screwed up. I'm that, sorry. <laughs> that is Bob Lazar Atwood. Welcome to the show, Bob. Thank you. Glad to be here. There is a Thanks passing resemblance with, with Joe J. Thomas, and I can Luke is on his phone in his car, so I can see how he could make that mistake. Um, but welcome to episode 647 of the Funny Music Podcast. Title of this week's episode is Abstracted Orange. Your job is to work that into the into our conversation somehow this evening. I put that in the chat so we can refer to it later. So, and I, I'm already messing things up. God, I need a computer so bad, and I'm not I'm not buying another one until Apple releases a new one. So, uh, but let's do this. Let's get caught up with what Devo and Luke have been up to since last week. Or else, Devo, if Luke failed and didn't show up. Hey, what? Oh, he's right. So, Luke, what you been up to? Well, um, my biggest news of the past week is that uh, my new roommate has arrived. And uh, <laughs> her name is Santana. And... Under normal circumstances, if we were in my apartment, I could potentially have her come on and say hello, but even if I was in my apartment right now, she is also doing her own live stream at the immediate moment. So <laughs> so there may be times that we'll have two live streams going on in my apartment at the same time, which, did, you know... Does she stream on Twitch? Be, uh, she's, I forgot the... Um, it's, it's not Twitch. It's some ah. other thing but it's basically she has her own patreon and you know we'll do like a live stream like once every day or two or something to her patreon followers and i I was gonna say if she streamed on twitch we could raid her at the end of the show assuming she was still on (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know i know it's not twitch i forgot the name of it it's uh, some other thing but um but yeah so uh i spent um (laughs) i used the fact that um that she was coming because I had a bunch of boxes and, you know, other things that I had been keeping in, you know, the room that was formerly Erica's room. And I'd been meeting, you know, all month to kind of get all that stuff out of there. So it could, you know, genuinely be her room. And it just kind of made the most sense for me to, you know, not in any like super uh, anal retentive way, but just generally go through all that stuff and a bunch of my other stuff and just kind of throw out all the clutter and reorganize everything and kind of rebox it up for putting in my storage units and blah, blah, blah. So I spent all day Monday doing that. And, and, uh, and also the beginning of Tuesday before I went to pick her up at the airport and, and it was just, you know, mainly walking around my apartment, some walking down to the outside storage unit and back in, but just doing all that work made my calf muscles, like just be like screw you (laughs) why i thought the deal was we weren't going to be you know exerting ourselves anymore it's like no every so often we have to do work so uh so it was interesting that i (laughs) that my calf muscles are just kind of like you know i've i've injured myself from the act of walking around my apartment a whole lot so yay um 
but I got all that taken care of, and then I. And then he froze. And we've lost him. All right, then. We'll see if he comes back. <laughs> uh, let me just type. Oh, you know what? Let me text him just in case. Luke, we lost you. We lost you. All right. Well, I will catch up with what I've been up to. Um, I'm mostly been busy with work and freelance stuff that nobody cares about. But uh, this past weekend, I did manage to write a verse on a new song that is a guest appearance on another Fump Artist song. So I'm looking forward to the final mix of that. And the other thing I did was my acting class this past week. We did crying in the in the class, and I couldn't do it. And it was like, it was funny. Like at first I was like, I'm never going to be able to do this. And then I got the scene and the scene was about uh, a a father and daughter. I play the father. um, And I, where I'm telling my daughter, I had to put her dog down while she was out. And it brought back all the memories of me having to put Chewy down in 2019. And I'm rehearsing with one of the girls in the class and I'm like getting choked up while I'm rehearsing. I'm like, all right, I can't cry during rehearsal. I can't cry during rehearsal because then I won't cry during the scene. And then we did the scene and I couldn't cry anyway. So, so if anyone has any like advice on how to cry on camera, you know, that doesn't involve like, you know, shoving a red hot poker up your ass or something like that, let me know. Because uh, I have to, I have to learn this skill. So, <laughs> so that's about it for me. So, welcome to the show, Bob. Thanks, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So, what have you been up to? Uh, I've been writing a Christmas song. To be honest with you, since the season is upon us, so uh, I'm about through with it. Actually, got the rough draft hammered out. Got the rough work tape finished and. Uh, but I am primarily a songwriter, so once I get a song done, I start looking for someone to take it to the next level. So uh, I've gotten the hard work done, but now I'm just kind of shopping around for co-writers who will help me kind of elevate the song a little bit. Oh, okay. Is that how you normally do things? That's always how I do things. You know, I'm a, uh, I'm mainly a, a simple songwriter. I have a pick strum guitar style. I'm not the greatest vocalist, but I can sing well enough to kind of present the song, but in order for me to really get my songs heard, you know, I need a, I need a little assistance from others who are better composers than myself. Nothing wrong with that. And the song that you guys are uh, presenting on your website, obviously, is a classic example. It's a song I wrote, and then I had a demo studio polish for me. All right. Well, well since we're on the topic, uh, well, give us a quick introduction to the song. We'll give it a listen, and then I'll, I'll talk to you about it. Well, you know, this is, I've written like all songwriters my age, I've written over 100 songs, but this has always been one of my personal favorites, so I'm so happy that you chose it, because it was written for a very dear friend of mine, uh, Karen Shamel, if you don't mind me mentioning her name. She was a longtime co-worker of mine, and she had the misfortune of picking the wrong guy to fall in love with, you know. He was a real charmer, but underneath the surface, he was a bit of an asshole, and, uh, she kept taking him back and taking him back. And finally, she felt empowered enough to dump him for good. And uh, since I worked with her, I got to know this guy pretty well myself. And uh, this is a song I wrote to celebrate her finally getting this man out of her life. All right. Here is Like the Garbage That You Are by Bob Lazar Atwood. Mm-hmm. 
Cause I'm dumping you like the garbage that you are Now I hate to be the one to burst your bubble Oh, I really hate to be the one to break the news But despite your firm belief that you're some god beneath the sheets I've had sneezes that have thrilled me more than you to me. Okay, so clearly you didn't sing that. So um, let's talk about your your songwriting process. You, I assume you wrote the song. Definitely wrote the song, and it came pretty quickly, <laughs> to be honest. I didn't have to spend a whole lot of time on it because the memories of this guy were fresh. And uh, I think songs are always best when they come quickly. You don't have to spend a lot of time editing and rewriting and thinking about it. Uh, my best songs have always come to me pretty quickly and are done in a matter of a day or two. And this was definitely an example of that. Yeah. I, I, I mentioned this to one of our, one of our other fump artists. Uh, it, it's wonderful when you become your muse's bitch, don't you just like yes. the inspiration hits and you just start writing yeah. and it's done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I found is, uh, I write my best songs when I'm pissed about something, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a good guy for love songs or stuff like, but, but I'm pissed about something. I write really easily and quickly. Uh, <laughs> For instance, the uh, the Trump presidency was my most prolific period as a songwriter. Okay. Well, so, so I'm glad something good came out of those four years. <laughs> yeah, I turned down a lot of material during those four years. <laughs> so did you have somebody else punch up this song or co-write it or anything? Uh, 
I just had a demo studio. Katie Benson was the singer, and it just turned out she had just come out of a bad relationship, so she was the perfect woman for this song. I had another vocalist in mind first, but when I heard her story, I turned it over to her, and she gave it, you know, just the right sort of angry touch. Uh, oh, Peter Hume. She nailed it. I think she's beautiful. I think her, her singing is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, she's got the right attitude for the song. So, yeah. and it doesn't sound right when I sing it, you know. So, yeah, I, uh, I can she see that. Really provided it that finishing touch, you know. So I was real happy with her performance. Yeah. So you had um, a, a, you had a studio to put music together for you. Yeah, because I'm a guitar player. I, I do a, a pretty simple pick strum guitar, so I can basically present my song pretty well. And most of my songs, like this song, are three or four chords, pretty simple uh, musical construction. But, you know, to get all those extra instruments involved and the mm-hmm. arrangement at the level I wanted it, I definitely needed a demo studio to do that. Okay, cool. And I'm not always happy uh, with the studios I've worked with in the past, but I was real happy with this one and uh, really satisfied with the finished uh, version of the song. So yeah, they did, a, they did a really good job with this one. They did. I was real happy with that. So what did the subject of the song think about it? Uh, you know, his name was Charles. No, I meant, I meant the uh, the woman who uh, you wrote it for. Oh, 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 she loves the song. And she, okay. she plays it for all her, to this day. It's featured on her Facebook site. You know, she, she loved the song. And uh, she was very grateful. Uh, we're still close friends. We don't okay, work good. together anymore. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, she loved the song. Her mother loved the song. Her mother <laughs> got to know this young man too. <laughs> and uh, she was thrilled with the, the song as well. So uh, the song's been pretty well received. Uh, you know, I'll be honest about that. And uh, uh, I think she loved it the most, though, the woman I wrote it for. So Good. I'm glad. So has the guy heard it? The guy has heard it. She played it for him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and told him, that, you know, told him that I had written a song for him, and he thought it was going to be something different than what it turned out to be. So that was kind of fun. Uh, and uh, I got to actually see his response, you know, so. Well, obviously, me and him were never friends in the first place, right. but uh, that was a pretty wonderful moment as well. <laughs> and a lot of that song, you know, that song, there's a lot of truth. Most of that song is a true story, you know, uh, especially the part about his friends always be 16. Yeah. He hung around with all the time. And uh, so uh, most of the things I said in that song were true. It sounds like it's one of those songs that's just ripped out of real life. Yeah, I write my best songs about people I know, too. You know, I'm not really good about completely making up a song, but uh, I prefer to take somebody that I know and kind of build a song around that. And this was obviously a good example of that as well. So do you do a lot of comedy work or is this an outlier for you? No, you know, I, I, I have a real sarcastic bent that I inherited from my father. Uh, I've got another song on the peer-to-peer uh, bump. And, uh, if I, my, so I like to write comedy material. I like to write, uh, especially angry sort of comedy songs. Uh, but no, I, 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 I've written several that I would describe that way, but, uh, I don't always have the funds to take them to the next level and have a demo studio do them. Uh, that's why I'm glad you also have that peer to peer website so you yeah. know our home recordings can get some airtime uh but yeah i enjoy writing comedic songs and hey you'll be getting royalties for this song to pay off at least seven dollars of that bill you got from the demo 
<laughs> royalties. What are those? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just happy that the song's getting some mileage on your site. You know, I really do. I'm grateful. I appreciate that. They're just getting a little bit of exposure. Uh, and I hope people enjoy it. You know, I mean, I've heard from several people that it's kind of, it's not a nice song. <laughs> but you know what? It was reflective of the, of the individual it was written about. And, you know, if the garbage bag fits, wear it. I honestly think this could be a, a, a hit song on like a country music station, you know, I, like I, I can see radio stations playing this, even though they don't normally play comedy music these days. This this has the, like it's serious enough. I mean, it's a funny song, but it's serious enough that I think you could get it by. Well, you know, I, I did uh, briefly try to sell the song. And it was picked up by uh, Dory Records. Uh, Fred Dory, who was the head of Dory Records at the time, loved the song. Mm -hmm. and then he unfortunately passed away. And his sons took over the business and they had different feelings. About the song. And usually the people that are opposed to the song have a really hard time with the, with the course, with the, with the garbage component, you know, yeah. but uh, that's okay. You know, oh, wow. I love the song and uh, most of the people that have, that I know that have heard the song have good things to say about it. So I've always been a fan of the song. Well, we like it around here. That's it. all that matters, right? There you go. That's all that matters. And again, I do appreciate you guys. No, that's awesome. Um, so do you perform out? Do you perform live at all? I do not. I'm, I'm primarily, I'm not really a performer, though I do record my songs. And the one I have on your peer-to-peer -peer site is uh, my own recording. Uh, but I don't really think I'm good enough to put myself out there in a, in a performance mode. Okay, fair. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being a songwriter behind the scenes. No, I, I, I love being a songwriter. I love being a songwriter. I love hearing what other people can do with my music. You know, that's that's always a big thrill for me. Uh, in this case, it was fun to hear it, my song done by a female vocalist, because obviously it was written for a female vocalist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoy that aspect of, of being a songwriter. Have you had any songs that were sold to labels and been recorded and maybe been a hit or something or no? <laughs> I, I am not. I, no, I, I mean, I have aspirations, obviously, like all songwriters do. And uh, but in order to get them considered at that level, you really do have to have, have polished recording. Mm. Polished recording helps. And, and, you know, that's where I kind of fall a little short financially. That requires some funds. And yeah. Uh, or or finding the right co-writer who will for a percentage of the song do the arrangement aspects and find a vocalist but uh, those arrangements are hard to find as well but yeah, i still have my aspirations you probably have to find a producer who has connections in the music industry to to get it out yeah there. but I, I i have always enjoyed writing songs and i do perform them for friends and family and, uh, and, you know that's for the most part that's enough for me uh, I, i'm i'm pretty happy with that uh, it would be great someday to get a song to the next level. But in the meantime, you know, I'm doing good. Cool. All right. Glad to hear it. So do you have anything, anything you'd like to plug? Anything I'd like to plug? Yeah. Uh, song wise. Anything. Albums. All right, websites. Well, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I also put out children's stories and I have three of them that have been published. So look them up using my name, Bob Lazar Atwood. I just put a brand new one out uh, last week and I would love for people to check into that as well. All right. Sounds cool. 
All right. Thank well, you. Thank, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to move on to the second interview and news and stuff. You're welcome to stick around if you'd like. Um, I don't remember how long Joe's interview is. It's pre-recorded. I think it's like nine or ten minutes. Um, if you have better things to do, you're welcome to take off. Uh, it's up to yeah, you. I will be heading out, but thank you guys so much for having me on your show. I appreciate it, and thank you again for selecting my song to put on your site. That's great. Oh, happy to have it, and look forward to more stuff from you. Excellent All right, well, I will be submitting more to the peer-to-peer site for sure. Okay, cool. I have one that I just finished called uh, We Weren't Making Love, We Were Only Having Sex, and that will be coming on your peer-to-peer. <laughs> Excellent. All right. All right. Bye, guys. All right. Take care. This is the Fump. I'm not a robot. I'm not a robot. Whoa, I'm not a robot. No, I'm not. I swear that I'm not. I'm not a robot. But bad luck seems to plague him. No glory, just guts. Like an angel who's been kicked in the nuts. of outrage fatigue new outrage every week that's the funny music project at thefump.com t-h-e-f-u-m-p dot com tired tired Time for funny music news. Something, something, something. In the news, uh, first of all, Luke is back, which I'm glad to see. I was afraid you got into an accident or something. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what was going on because I heard you say, you know, like, oh, and there he froze up. And like the two of you on my end were thoroughly still talking. So I have no idea why. (laughs) You know, whatever. I ended up having to restart my phone in order to get things to connect again. So, oh, okay. All right. In the news, weird. The Al Yankovic story soundtrack is out now. It's available now on streaming. CDs will be coming after the new year, and vinyl will be a Barnes and Barnes exclusive coming later in the year. Um, Barnes and Noble exclusive, not Barnes and Barnes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I would shop at the Barnes and Barnes store probably every day if they had one, but no, Barnes and Noble. Uh, this features all the re-recorded songs that uh, he did for the movie. Uh, it also includes "Eat It" because that was used in the movie, plus his new song "Now You Know," which plays over the end credits, plus the orchestral music that plays during the you know the rest of the film. So check that. Another out. interesting track that's in there is. Uh is the Dr. Demento show theme as performed by the Roto-Rooter Time Christmas Band. And I know that somewhere in my archives of CDs back in uh, Wisconsin, I do have a Roto-Rooter Good Time Christmas Band CD, and I'm pretty sure Pico went to Paul. But I don't remember if it was ever, like, the exact, exact version that Dr. Demento used at the beginning of each show. And this version on the weird soundtrack definitely is. So oh, cool. this, if it's not the first time that, you know, like, I mean, I've heard this track a million times, but it's always the Dr. Demento's voice over it, introducing his show. So it's interesting to hear this song without Dr. Demento's voice over it. So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of cool in my opinion. Um, 
Was and uh, wasn't I also that song to on one of those the... of you who? Sorry, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, uh, for those of you who want to look up the soundtrack, if somehow you haven't seen the movie yet, um, don't listen to the song called uh, you know, Now You Know, like, you know, the one that plays over the credits because it basically spoils stuff that happens in the movie. So you should definitely watch the movie first before you listen to that song. Yes. So, um, Wasn't that uh, Roto-Rooter Good Time Band song on one of the basement tapes? Or am I thinking of something else? It might have been. I mean, it's they been were a long time since, tapes, you know, doing other stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. been a long time since I've listened to the basement tapes. So I got to break those out again. Um, but yeah, it might have been. Okay. Um, and speaking of Al, uh, a newly remastered version of Eat It, the video, is now available on Al's YouTube channel. For the first time, it is available in 4K. So a uh, glorious high-resolution version of Eat It is now out there. And there is a new animated film on Netflix called The Soccer Football Movie. Uh, this is part of Netflix's programming called Netflix After School, which I'm guessing is designed for kids. Uh, four young soccer superfans team up to help their idol regain their abilities after scheming evil scientist steals their talent. That scheming evil scientist is played by Weird Al Yankovic. So Al tweeted about this saying, oh, you thought I was only releasing one movie this week? Um, so check that out. And in non-Weird Al news, Robbie Ellis has a new album out called The Metric System. This is now available at RobbieEllis.BandCamp.com. It is also available on Spotify and all the other streaming platforms as well. You can check him out at RobbieEllis.net. All right. You got anything before tour dates? Uh, no, I don't think so. All righty. On Sundays in Nashville, Tennessee, Steve Goody hosting at the Bluebird. On Thursdays online, Phil Johnson and Roadside Attraction. On Thursdays online, Steve Goody and Brad Tassel at virtualcomedyshow.com. On the 11th in Asbury Park, New Jersey, Carla Ulbrich. On the 12th in Houston, Texas, Consortium of Genius. Uh, and on the 15th in Chicago, Illinois, Jake Duar. And that's it for tour dates. Things are winding down, I guess. And birthdays. Uh, on the 13th, we have two birthdays. Dr. Vern of Cy Fried and Glenn Raphael. Happy birthday, guys. Ooh. What were you going to say? Uh, I was going to ask, did you do the whole what you've been up to since last week bit? <laughs> I did. <laughs> While you were rebooting. Oh, okay. um, not much. I wrote a new verse and had to do a crying scene in my acting class, which I totally failed to do. So. Uh. <laughs> Um, well, so if, if anyone has any advice on crying, let me know. <laughs> All right. Second song this week is by Joe J. Thomas. It's a gecko. In a boardroom. A marketing wizard with a British lizard came up with a thing for insurance saying it's a gecko. For your home and car. You may wonder if he's from the swamp, but his voice is filled with that kind of pomp from the grotto. 
Now you gotta understand This guy ain't no caveman He don't compete with emus Or a waitress named Flo He's made from lizard meat With some really funky feet And that accent may be red or Aussie But it ain't no status quo He can save you cash He'll just bundle it up into a package Just in case your car gets in some smackage He's that gecko It's an ad campaign He can ride on a horse in a boxing ring He may hip-hop dance or even sing from a libretto Who knows just what we'll see next Will they shoot him into space? Run for office with Lady Gaga Or play the cello with Yo-Yo Ma And the ads go on Something makes me keep on watching all day for real or only joshing with a gecko. I don't understand What insurance has to do with reptiles? Is it just an odd commercial style? About a gecko It's a gecko In stilettos Sings falsetto Eating echoes In the meadow It's a gecko I'm here with Joe J. Thomas. How you doing, Joe? I'm okay. <laughs> you're very you're very blue this morning. You have a new oh. light in the office. <laughs> yeah, I, I installed some of the fancy LED strip lighting because this one's a bit too bright for me. In the gotcha. Morning. Okay. I'll turn it on for the for my adoring fans. Oh, we're we're fine. It, you can be blue. It's all it's all good. <laughs> See my glistening head. <laughs> so so tell us about the gecko. Uh, it's, uh, it's strange cause I wanted to do an Elvis parody for a while and I realized I'd never done one. Um, quick backstory. When I was in my early twenties, I traveled with a, uh, a traveling, uh, wild west stunt group as one does. Uh, sure. yeah. <laughs> and we've all and, done it, you know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. We, they, uh, they had a whole town packed up in a semi trailer and they unpack it and set it up at a fair and then we do our show with guns and whips and knives and things and then at night the guy who ran it was also an elvis impersonator <laughs> of course <laughs> so the rest of the cowboys would be his bodyguards because he was good to the point where people would want to get on stage with him and you know he'd throw scarves out and he was in the old uh the older um humpty dumpty collar kind of elvis okay yeah thing so. but uh 
uh, I learned my Elvis impersonations in part from him and it's I've been doing them forever and I thought okay I should do something with Elvis let's pick something that nobody will nobody else would do so let's do a song about the ghetto and uh um i started out with grotto and i was working from there going what else rhymes with ghetto and i got to gecko and then i'm like geckos in grottos and then i thought well just make it all about the gecko and um that's that's where the impetus of it came from and the rest is just rhyming and old <laughs> insurance mascot things yes although i well, I did find out something along the way, which I'd forgotten. The original voice of the gecko was Kelsey Grammer. Oh, really? I didn't know that. He did like a short uh, couple commercials where he's at the mic and he's like, I just want you to know, I want you to stop confusing me with the insurance company because I am a gecko. <laughs> oh, was, yeah. No, I never realized that was him. Yeah, yeah, that was him originally. And then they cast somebody else. I'm not sure who's doing the voice now, but... Um, so yeah that's funny now now i'm picturing sideshow bob as as the geico gecko <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um so that's where that came from and then i played it for a, a couple people and they're like oh i actually laughed at this one i thought okay that's probably a winner <laughs> so um do you have njm insurance out by you guys uh no i don't think I so. think it's a i think it's a regional thing only Is it a regional one yeah it looks like new york new jersey and pennsylvania um but they are relentless like every time i'm on youtube i see ads for njm and i don't know what njm actually stands for but uh the their tagline is no jingles or mascots and that's what they claim njm stands for and they are constantly making fun of all the other insurance companies with the gecko and the emu and and like all the other you know mascots that are out there and stuff and it's kind of funny so when when your when your song came up i was like oh, you could use this as an njm commercial too you know <laughs> yeah yeah i i thought about uh, maybe i should contact the ad firm that does geico stuff and say hey hey guys uh, i got a little song here you might like <laughs> But you, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm sure it would be fairly expensive to license the Elvis music, but they might go for it. You know? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I, I, I personally, uh, I, I'm a fan of the mascot stuff just because it's kind of a throwback to when uh, car dealers and people used to do their own commercials. Oh you yeah. He's got some crap. There was a guy in Cleveland named C Miller. And uh, that was C, and then Miller was his last name. Mm -hmm. And he was this bald, kind of uh, doughy-looking guy, no facial hair whatsoever, and just did the weirdest shit. Like for um, for Valentine's Day, they had a big paper heart, and he jumped through it, and he was wearing nothing but a diaper and had like <laughs> thing. And he always ended his commercials with. Say the USA in a similar Chevrolet. <laughs> and it's like, what the hell, man? What the hell? Does your family actually claim they know you? <laughs> yes. We had one of those around here when, when we first moved to New Jersey, and it was a couple who ran a used car dealership over in Newton, and they did one commercial where the two of them were rapping, and it was worse than you can possibly imagine. It was... <laughs> These two, this two middle-aged couple, you know, gray hair, you know, little pudgy, and they did the rap acapella and then added music later in post-production. <laughs> so they weren't even close. And like 
some lines had four beats, some lines had five beats. They just kind of said the words and, and she's, you know, doing this and, and, and he's doing, you know, to a different beat. And I mean, it's, it was, it was a train wreck and I've been looking for a copy of this on YouTube, like forever. Wow. The only line I remember is the, the old woman going, the best deals on wheels in Newton is the place to be is it five beats in that line. Um, I mean, it's the only line I can remember. But it it was a train wreck, and the first time I saw it, I just stat- stared at the screen, and I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> I've entered an alternate universe. <laughs> yeah. So if if I ever find that commercial, I'll I'll show it to you. It's yeah, it's, it's amazing. It. <laughs> uh, so how are things going with you otherwise? Uh, pretty good. I actually had a couple. I've got a couple games coming out that of course i can't talk about till they i was just gonna ask out. you if there's anything you can talk about because I, yeah. I know the industry uh, it's like, interviewing you and kyle are always interesting because it's like yeah. yeah yeah i'm doing this i can't talk about that i'm doing i can't talk about that it's great for interviews yeah oh yeah well i can't i can say it was a weird situation where i got the audition and the person who sent it to me said this is a rush they need it asap I send in the audition. I literally get contacted the next day. Can we set up a session? I record it. And then like two days later, they, they send me like, uh, you know, a bank draft of the, the check. And I'm like, that has to be the quickest job I've ever, I've ever done. It was really, nice. yeah. And I thought actually, you were going to say it was a rush and they, and they, you know, made you rush the recording and then it took them like six months to pay you or something. <laughs> Or like, no. you know, a year later, they ended up using I, it somewhere. I got a, I got a couple of those in the, in the wings waiting. My, my agent's like, we're working on it. Don't worry. We're working on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do projects all the time at work that are a rush job. They have to be done today or, or, you know, the world is going to explode. And then we get it back to the client and it waits like six weeks while the client's reviewing it, you know, to decide whether to move a comma around or something. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Business the same everywhere. Yep. All right, so do you have anything you'd like to plug? Um, just the usual, joesdump.com, where I will post new and interesting weird stuff as I think of it. And uh, I actually thought of another, a second Elvis song, which I may post at some point. All right, looking forward to that. You got a good Elvis voice here, so. Elvis. You do a whole Elvis parody thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you for joining us, and thank we'll you, catch you next time. Cool. Bye. Making the internet absolutely ridiculous. Dementia Radio. www.dementiaradio.org. Port 8027. Please hang up and try again. This is the part where there's feedback. 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 You know that segment of the show we do about now? Feedback. Feedback. (laughs) Feedback. Feedback. Uh, where is it? There we go. For who could ever learn to love a beast? Father Beast wrote, and now Father Beast will talk about Kyle and Luke talk about tunes and alienate half in the audience. Okay, so Luke was asking for recommendations for anime shows to watch. I am the only person in my family to have watched Ramna one half, but that's a story for another post at some point. We all did watch Yu-Gi-Oh! and were enjoying it fairly well, even though I could never point out just what was so fascinating about some collectible card game. Also, my daughter had this unhealthy infatuation with Sado Keiba, who was sort of the villain of the show. 
the the character at uh, the character was a first class jerk, but was also a brilliant player of the game. Years later, someone was describing Kobe Bryant to me, and I said, "Oh, so he's like the Sado Kaiba of basketball." Also, my daughter recommends The Prince of Tennis. It's about a high school kid who likes to play tennis. My <laughs> my daughter can offer no more in incentive than that, but I suppose it makes sense if you watch it. I can't complain since I watch Yu-Gi-Oh. Thank you, Father Beast. Thank you. And that's all the uh, feedback we have for this week. So... Teasing. He's a teasing kind of guy. Now you have a job. Yeah. Tomorrow's song is by Steve Goody. And Tuesday's song is by Ethan Moyer. Cool. And any so is it Good. Is it okay if I uh, finish up what I was saying earlier before the technology oh, yeah, took absolutely. me out of the Go for it. <laughs> So, so anyway, uh, I picked up Santana at LAX because she was out of town visiting family and stuff. And uh, uh, we went directly from LAX to an advanced screening of Wakanda Forever <laughs> because nice. she had uh, access to going to that and asked me if I wanted to come with. So, uh, so that was interesting. Um, <laughs> I actually I walked in and I uh, very quickly identified uh, three very well-known TikTokers who... Uh, who I follow, uh, uh, one of whom she actually knew and introduced me to him. So that was really cool. Uh, his name is Straw Hat Goofy, and uh, he's a movie reviewer, and he does amazing work. So, um, but yeah, and the movie, I, I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone, but just, yeah, it is it is monumentally good. It is so amazing. Um, and, uh, and actually, that's right now, I am driving out to meet up with Tony Goldmark and friends because before the whole thing with Santana came up, uh, Tony, as he tends to do, uh, got a bunch of uh, tickets to the you know regular premiere of of Wakanda Forever, and you know a bunch of us are gonna you know meet up with him and go see it. So um, I had a feeling that's so, where yeah. you were going. Yeah, yeah, and um, a couple other things that happened this week. Uh, last Thursday, uh, I went and did uh, a stand up set at an open mic night, um, and um, I would uh, it, it overall it went fairly well. Um, you know, for my first time getting on stage to do proper stand up, you know, in probably a decade or two. Um, so, um, uh, but, and I would tell you more about it, but I'm kind of saving that because I already recorded a couple segments with Kyle for a new podcast. I'm going to be putting out sometime in the near future. So, uh, I'll announce that once it's like, you know, ready to go. I don't know exactly when I'm going to put it out. I'm basically, doing this podcast whenever I have the time and, uh, and, uh, uh, you know, once it's ready to go, I'll let everyone know. So that's a story people can look forward to in the future. Um, and the other thing is if you remember back in, uh, 2020, I, uh, over the summer, I did some private zoom classes with a guy named Rich Aarons, who, uh, is one of the people who helped, uh, develop and create shows like tiny tune adventures and animaniacs and freakazoid. And he's done a, ton of other cool stuff in the industry and i did private lessons with him well he's starting a new series of uh lessons uh about specifically being uh, a storyboard artist for you know comedy cartoons and he uh, offered to let me you know be one of the students in his class uh um so it's a really cool opportunity 
Um, he's, you know, trying to set this up and make it a regular thing. He's recording all of the sessions and he's going to be editing them and putting portions of them up on, um, uh, up on, you know, YouTube and stuff like that. And in the process of working on it, me and a handful of other people are going to be, you know, developing ideas to, you know, create a storyboard for some new, uh, you know, cartoon short that, you know, based on characters that Richard came up with. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's really neat. It's a cool opportunity to get some more, you know, training from, you know, an amazing professional like him. So, so basically between all of that and, you know, Santana moving in, that's what I've been up to since last week. So awesome. There you have it folks. (laughs) All right. So any suggestions for a, a Spotify playlist topic for this week? Um, Santana's family, family, Santana's family, uh, uh, has a trucking company. So I was thinking trucks might be a good topic. Trucks. I can do trucks. There's plenty of truck songs. What? Regular trucks, semi trucks, you know, there's robots that transform into trucks. There's lots of trucks out there. <laughs> there's trucks by Corky and the juice or truckers by truck Corky and the juice pigs. There's... 18 wheels on a big rig by uh, by uh, by uh, Haywood Banks. I wonder if 18 wheels later is on. <laughs> I wonder if that song is on is on Spotify. That's one from the basement tapes. Um, all right, I'll find more. I know there's plenty of them. All right. Um. All right, look up Bob Lazar Atwood's uh, children's books because he doesn't record his own music. Uh, Joe J. Thomas is at joesdump.com. Luke Ski is in Wakanda. (laughs) And I actually have work to do for my day job now. It's going to be another late night. All right, let's get out of here. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. I'm Devo Spice. And I'm Luke Ski. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you for listening to the Funny Music Podcast. You can listen live every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific at DementiaRadio.org and join us in the chat or subscribe to the podcast feed. Look us up on iTunes and be sure to leave us a review. Feedback for the show can be sent to info at thefunk.com. The Funny Music Podcast is a production of Fidem Interactive, LLC, released under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Shout it to random people on the street. And be sure to visit thefump.com for the latest funny songs. Tune in next week, where you'll hear Luke Ski say... Wakanda forever! And Burbank, like, some of the time. <laughs>